So you gotta wake up This is Real Talk with Ben Tompkins, presented by Four Roses. Hey, let's get it. How's everybody doing? Merry Christmas, by the way. This is my Christmas special. This is also Real Talk. I am Ben Tompkins. We are presented by Four Roses Bourbon. And this is the Christmas special. So, everybody, I hope you have a very Merry Christmas with your family, with your loved ones. I know it's a weird year, and if you've got to be on FaceTime with somebody, you know what? Just remember that the important thing is that you're making time for these people, that they're worthy of your time and your energy, and that can suffice in a COVID year if you're not able to travel or do the normal things that you do with your family, have a big get-together, go eat Chinese food on Christmas Eve. I know some of people still do that. We we do that sometimes. A lot of times my grandparents, since they've moved to Florida, they would come up and hang out, and we would usually do that the last couple of Christmases, but uh, they're not going to be making the trip up here this year. They're going to stay down in Florida and it's yeah, man. You know the holidays are they. That's just that's just where we're at this year. That's just where we're at this year. So, but regardless of that, you know what what's important to remember is that if you are with your immediate family and you're with people that you love and that support you and that you can call everybody else, you know it's it's one thing to be there, but just call them, man. Just Facetime them, whatever, and. Uh, you know, I, I hope that uh, everybody has a really Merry Christmas. Um, this is, uh, this is so, <laughs> we don't have any Uber stories today. And I said this last week, my car is getting, I'm waiting on this part to come in. It was supposed to be in last week. I mean, give me a fucking break, man. I'm waiting on these, you know, this ABS system. It's, it's, it's to do with my brakes and out of an abundance of caution for other people. You know, they're, they're, let me, my brakes are fine. They're, they're going out. They feel a little spongy. I I'm sometimes find myself having to put my foot all the way down like I'm like, you know, pedal to the metal except with the brakes to get it to stop. And I, I, you know, it's just like I'm fine driving to the gym and, and taking care of my little errands, going to get food, whatever. But I don't want to take the risk of anything potentially nefarious happening while I've got somebody else's loved one in my car. And I just don't want to, I, I just, it's just an un- unnecessary risk. Like, why? Why, when you, the part will be here, I can get the, the work done and we'll get back on road. I'm hoping next Monday, the 28th. I'm really, really hoping. It should be here this week, and then it sounds like they might be able to get me in on Monday, and then I'm back on road, and we'll have Uber Stories popping back up, uh, Uber Stories Part 21, when will be the next one. But, uh, you know, and until then, it's okay, you know, with, it just kind of worked out, you know what I mean? It just, it just really kind of worked out. I've had Uber Stories the last couple weeks, and then this week, I mean, it's it's a half week for everybody. We're doing Christmas stuff. I've got some good Christmas stories, and also something that I've I, I've I've spoken about, I've shared before, and I have just started something new. And I'm gonna keep you guys updated on that as we go along with that. And so, I, you know, I just kind of want to spend the time talking a little bit about Christmases, about family, about what these things mean to me. I said last week that I was thinking about maybe doing top 
topics and just kind of like riffing on topics. So a lot of this is just kind of unscripted. We're just we're just gonna go for it, and uh, you know, I I just just stay loose, baby. Get loose, you know. I'm my, you know I'm balling, got the soul loose. You know what I mean? So uh, no, it's good. It's good. It's good. So I hope everybody has a merry Christmas. Um, the other day, let's just start here. So people ask me what uh, podcasts I listen to, you know, and there's a bunch of podcasts out there. Obviously, if you're listening to this one, then you have very good taste, my friend. So congratulations. All right. I fuck with you. But, um, you know, a lot of people are really big fans of the Joe Rogan podcast. A lot of people loved uh, uh, Call Her Daddy. You know, that, that one's like a really big one for younger people, especially younger women. And um, but when people ask me what are my podcasts that I like to listen to, well, I I have a handful of them, right? I love listening to the Tim Ferriss show. I love listening to Big Questions with Cal Fussman. I I actually heard Cal on Tim's podcast, and then Cal was actually convinced and talked into starting his own podcast with by Tim after they did a couple of episodes together. And then I had Cal on my podcast, and he came on, that was earlier this year, uh, while I was still doing the radio show, and uh, he was great. Um, but like, those are, they and they, they, you know, big questions is like, and and Tim's show, they're both these shows about deconstructing people and, and just like understanding their story and going into all kinds of different topics. And that stuff really fascinates me because it's really honest, introspective talk. It's real talk. You know what I mean? And I love that. I love that so much. So I listen to those ones. Um uh, for entertainment purposes, I like the rewatchables. It's on. Uh, it's a. It's a Ringer podcast. Bill Simmons does it, and usually has like you know two, three, four, five people that kind of rotate in and out, and they basically just go back through these movies, like the really epic movies, um, and and they're great. You know, go listen to the one that he did with Ryan Rossillo, and they're breaking down the town is fucking amazing. That one is awesome. But there's a lot of good movies that they break down, and that's actually where I got the idea to do the replayable series where we go back and I grab my friends and we go back and listen to an album and go through categories and favorite song and hardest bars and all kinds of stuff like that. So for entertainment, you know, I like that one, 30 for 30. Um, you know, those series are really good. Serial and Shit Town, S-Town, right? Both, uh, you know, like... Uh, I can't remember. Sarah Koenig did Serial, and then I think it was a, a guy that did S Town. But but it was like really really interesting stuff. And then for sports, Colin Cowherd and Ryan Rossillo. I I have listened to Colin Cowherd um, every day since probably 2013. I've been listening to him every single day. And if I miss a show, then I usually go back and listen to the podcast. And and Rossillo, I've gone. I've been with Rossillo since the SVP and Rossillo days. And then it was Rossillo and Cannell, and then. And it was Rosillo and Kane, and then now Ryan's doing his own podcast and moved out to California, and he's doing a kind of like a trying to break into show running and 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 writing for shows, and it's really cool. And uh, you know, those are those are like the podcasts that I like to listen to a lot. And this weekend, I was at the gym on Sunday. Sundays, I'll typically go up there and I will just stretch. Sundays are are, are an off day, so I'll stretch. I'll get in the sauna, just get a good sweat in, and just kind of get loose. And and then leave and feel good, you know, rest of the day. And I was in the sauna listening to an episode. I was going through Tim's uh, podcast, Tim Ferriss Show, 
and I was looking to see, because he's got like 400 and almost 90 episodes, and he has access to some of the, like, I mean, just... I mean, just the, 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 these people that that have achieved so much in their career. I mean, um, I was listening to one with Jerry Seinfeld that he was doing, which was amazing. Obviously, the Cal Fussman one was incredible. I mean, he, you name him or her, and Tim has probably interviewed them. And he was interviewing Dax Shepard, who's an actor. And I think a lot of you, if you if you're into podcasts, you might have heard of his podcast. He does one called Armchair uh, Expert. And I knew him from movies like Without a Paddle and Idiocracy and Let's Go to Prison. And I I always really, really loved those movies. And uh, I had never really listened to his podcast, though. I'd seen it. I kind of knew what it was about. I don't know why I hadn't listened to it yet. But when I heard him on Tim Ferriss's podcast and I heard the interview that, that, that he was doing and the things that he was talking about, it really got me thinking about kind of where I'm at in life, and where I'm at in life is here. Uh, As of Monday of this week, I just started a new medication to treat and manage my symptoms of bipolar, and so I'll get to that, but what motivated me to open up and share this update with people, and not just with people, because when I I have riders in the car and we start talking about, you know, mental illnesses or or we start talking about things that... uh, you know, are unique to us that we deal with, I, I share and volunteer that information and, and I'm willing to be vulnerable with those people when we start talking about personal struggles and things we have to overcome and like knowing the self and stuff like that. And and it's very therapeutic. And for the people that ride with me, they 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 appreciate that. And I thought to myself, you know, it's so funny, like what we're willing to share with a complete stranger, right? I'll share this with them and I don't have any qualms or, or shyness or give a fuck about it. But when it comes to sharing that kind of a thing with social media or talking about it in depth on the podcast, I'm still kind of, I've talked about it here and there on the podcast, but on social media, yeah, I've never just come out and said, I'm bipolar, right? <laughs> like, I just never led with that. And part of that, well, you know what, well, I'll, I'll get to some reasons and some thoughts on on all this kind of stuff here in a minute, but the thing that I listened to Dax Shepard say was, he was talking about being an addict, and he had been sober for 16 years, and he eventually, you know, all these things were going great for him. He was doing this podcast. He's been doing it for a while. He has, uh, you know, I think he was still acting, but but basically, he relapsed. He relapsed and started taking some pills, and it spiraled into this kind of full-blown thing where he's gaslighting people, he's lying to people, he's back on his own old bullshit, right? And he was saying he was scared of coming on his show and being vulnerable about that and admitting that because now it's like, am I going to lose sponsors? What are people going to say? You know, it, it could really start to affect my business because now I'm worried about what are these what are these spon- are, are my are these sponsors going to pull the plug right and um what he what he was what his message or the reason that he was saying that was you know he was scared of that but when he went on and said that um it was the the absolute right thing to do because 
here is someone, he's like, dude, me going on and talking about 16 years of sobriety and being married to Kristen Bell, that doesn't help anybody. That, that, that literally does not help anybody, right? Like, who wants to take advice from, like, the fucking golden boy? No one. No one. Because half the time you're going to end up kind of, like, maybe even resenting that person, right? Or the golden girl, whoever. But if you have things that you're dealing with and things that you're honest about and you just own them and you're vulnerable and you're and and just you open yourself up to a reception that you think might be bad and what he was saying is every time i share something and i think this might be embarrassing and there might be backlash to this that's almost assuredly going to mean something real and vulnerable came out and I've yet to see vulnerability met with shittiness. Like, it'll happen from time to time, and sometimes there are shitty people out there who will weaponize these things, but, like, overall, the the response when you open up and you're vulnerable and honest about your own shit and your experiences and, and, and you own that stuff, um, most of the time that's going to be met not with hostility but with just empathy and the response is, is, is I, 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 can, I can attest to this. It, it has been overwhelmingly positive, you know, but what he was talking about, that vulnerability, I'm listening to that in the sauna on Sunday, and I was just like, I was meant to listen to this. I was meant to be here right now listening to this, and uh, it, it, it made me want to speak out about what I am just now starting, which is medication to help me manage my symptoms of bipolar, to regulate the mood swings, to buy myself time between the mood swings. And also, my the guy said, uh, you know, it's kind of like putting a governor on a car, if you will. You know what I mean? You're not going to get too high up. And when you go low, you're not going to go too low down, you know, and you'll hopefully, instead of like waving and, and I'm moving my hand like way up and down like crazy waves, you know, you might be here. And now my hand is moving just kind of more steadily and more consistently and more in a defined range. And that's what I fucking need because I have said it so many times on this podcast (laughs) and I've been very honest about this. And even when I was doing the radio show, I said this, my life lacks consistency. And one minute I am on top of the world. I'm fucking killing it. I'm firing on all cylinders. And those episodes can last. Sometimes they last a day. Sometimes they last weeks. I mean, I've, I've had them last months at a time where there's some ups and downs along the way, but overall my mood is very up. And when I'm able to, to harness that creative energy, and that hyperactivity, I mean, it's like a superpower. I mean, it's like no one can match my, my, my hustle when I'm like that, you know what I mean? And when I use it for good, it can be really good, but the problem with that is you are constantly living in fear of being one step away, one misstep away, one small fuck up that doesn't seem that significant in the moment, but it ends up becoming something that you never intended it to become. You just don't think about the consequences for your actions or or the things that you're saying, how they're landing, how they're coming out, and how you're sounding. Uh, you know, you, you, you walk out of a room and people are like, I'm kind of worried about him. I hope everything, you know, I hope it's okay. You know, and you're just like erratic, right? Um, yeah, that can be kind of scary to people, right? Cause you just, it's, unpre- it's the unpredictability that, that I think, 
um, you know, typically will cause the most kind of concern for the people around me that see me like that sometimes. They're like, I mean, I just don't know where you're going to be. I mean, you're right, you're up right now, and then, you know, next week you could be down in the dumps. And, and, and like, for me, that happens where I will be high up, and I'll be manic, and I'll, I love it. I mean, it literally, it's a physical feeling. You know what I mean? Like, it is... I can feel it sometimes, and I don't always realize, oh shit, like I'm, I'm kind of low-key having a manic episode, because sometimes they're not, uh, they're more mild, you know, the episodes are sometimes mild, and and it's like only after a couple weeks I'll look back and go, you know what, I was I was kind of manic right there, or somebody will point it out to me and like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of worried about you right now, like, you know, can we talk? I'm like, yeah, sure, and then, you know, that, that happened recently, um, where my girlfriend, I'm, I'm just like, talking a thousand miles a minute and my girlfriend's like I'm kind of like I'm I mean I need to I need to say this and I don't want you to be mad at me but I I think I need to say this I'm kind of worried about you right now and I hadn't really realized that that I would that I was experiencing um you know kind of a manic mild manic episode and after we had that conversation I things just like slowed down and I just like really focused in on the moment and like what I was feeling and I was like, wow, you're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And luckily for me, you know, a lot of the times the the swings, the downswings, the depression will come. And, you know, that those episodes can they they're those are unpredictable. You know, sometimes they last for a long time, sometimes they last for a short time. Uh, it could be just a moment of of uh, you know, sadness that that briefly comes like a fucking bird, sits on your shoulder and flies away. Other times you're living in the bird's nest. You know what I mean? Like it's just one of those things. But but uh, I think right now, you know, I didn't really have that really downswing uh, because things are generally good right now. I mean, I've, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm stepping on the scale and I'm still about you know, almost at, at the end of this month, I'm going to be about 45 pounds down uh, since June 1st, seven months. And the podcast is going very well. Short of the fucking brakes having to be fixed on my car and getting changed, um, you know, I'm not able to to drive and and reach people that way. And like, so my uh, my weeks have typically been a little bit they they've looked differently the last couple weeks. And I'm just I'm just so ready to get back on the road and just fucking just do what I love to do, which is just talking to people and helping people and also getting some really savage stories and, and, uh, entertaining people, you know, like I love that. I love that. And I'm just kind of bored, you know, I'm just kind of fucking bored, you know, waiting on this thing to come in and everything. But, um, because, and, and my relationships right now are, are, are in a really positive place. And, uh, I have a lot to be like, you know, thankful for and grateful for. And like, it is a, it's going to be a Merry Christmas. Right. Um, and so I, because all these things, you know, I'm, I'm able to keep that perspective about it and it's like, okay, not everything is turning to shit. Like I'm, I'm looking in the mirror and I'm still not, you know, happy necessarily. I'm happy with where I've come from, you know what I mean? But I'm not like happy to uh, a destination's point, if that makes sense. Like, I'm far from finished, and uh, I am happy with the progress that I've made, and, and certainly looking in the mirror and, and, and uh, noticing a big difference in my body, and uh, that, that kind of stuff certainly makes me happy. And, and when I have all these other things that are, like, giving me life and energy, then it it's definitely easier to pick myself back up and kind of dust myself off, and then 
you know, when those, de- that when that depression comes in and it switches for me, right, in my brain, it's like, hey, you know what, yeah, we're, we're kind of fighting through this, we're battling, this is kind of, this is just going to be an uphill day, but... Um, look at all these other things around you that are, that are in a good state, you know? So like, yeah, we can, we can kind of feel the depression from the brain chemistry part of it, but let's not fall too deep into this rabbit hole because generally things are pretty good. Things are pretty good. Um, other times in my life when I've kind of fallen into that, you know, that swing where it goes down and I'm talking about really fucking rock bottom lows, um, a lot of those times are rock bottoms, like in the truest sense. Like May for me was a rock bottom. Um, at some point, mid-2018 in the Bay Area, right before I left, it was honestly probably like it was around May because I would have come home for the Derby and then got back to, to California and been like, I need to get the fuck out of here or else I'm going to jump off the Golden Gate Bridge. Like I literally walked to the middle of the Golden Gate Bridge and I was spitting off of the bridge, counting the number of the seconds that would pass until my spit would like disappear and hit the water, presumably. It was about four seconds. And I don't know how much faster a body, like body weight would fall. I imagine it would be faster, but this is like where I was. And I wasn't, I wasn't doing it because I was actually, I didn't, I wasn't going there with the plan of jumping. I was going there to prove to myself that I still wanted to be here. That it was like, I need to go and I just need to, I'm because I'm a sick fuck, I just need to go and look over the edge and and like look in the face of it, look in the face of death, you know? Uh and, and and decide for myself in that moment, like what's it gonna fucking be? Like cards on the table. Like are you gonna are you gonna make the changes that you need to make and ask for the help that you need? Or are we gonna fucking continuously live on the ledge? Because that is no way to live and you might as well fucking jump if that's the way we're gonna do this. Cause I do not and I'm speaking to myself and I hope that anybody that uh, you know, has ever dealt with suicidal feelings like, you know, this is just for me right now. It's like you, you should or get off the pot, man, because I don't want to live this halfway in, halfway out fucking lifestyle where every time something bad happens, your first instinct is to just say, well, fuck it, I'm out. That is not a way to live. That's not living at all. I mean, it, it, it's not. Um, that is a, a miserable existence. So, and and you know what? <laughs> I made that decision and I got down and within a month I had quit my job and my mom had moved out and we were moving me back to Kentucky. Um, and I was back by, uh, it was later in the summer because we ended up making this really uh, extravagant trip out of it, a road trip that I never got to take when I went out there because I was in such a rush to get out there. And my job was starting and everything. But so this time we just took our time. You know, I didn't have a job. We had nowhere to be. And uh, it was really nice. But like that was like a moment where I decided I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, and I'm committed to making these changes. And then over the next couple of years up until now, I've continued to make changes and, uh, you know, therapy is something that I've always found helpful. I used to have to go because it was like mandated by the courts and uh, when my parents got divorced and I'm a child of abuse, I've said that before, so like I had to go and talk to people, um, and, and certainly when I got tested for ADHD when I was a young kid, so like that, that, that was never a foreign thing to me, right? And the way that I, I started to see it, you know, what helped me, honestly, I think was in college, Colin Cowherd talked about going to see a therapist and it helped him, and I've always just thought that he's a really fucking smart person, and I'm like, you know what? 
yeah, a, a therapist, a psychologist, or a psychiatrist, um, they're probably they're they're smarter than me. They're smarter than me, and we have blind spots, you know, as human beings. Like we get caught up in our own shit, and we live myopically. And wouldn't it be nice if we had somebody that was kind of smarter than us to kind of like help us see things and not necessarily lead us to uh, conclusions, but but help us pull those things out of ourselves so that we can come to those conclusions. That's that's what therapy is to me, okay? And so when I was at UK, I they they had free counseling uh you know, uh, services for students. And I, you know, I, I went and, uh, you know, the things that I've always kind of worked on is like these, these things that I need to get rid of, which are like traumas and self-defeating behaviors. But also, you know, it's one thing to own, you know, the things that you do and, and the things that you should be held accountable for. Right. Um, but then there's also like things that that are beyond your control that you do when you are, you know, when your brain is just playing tricks on you, man. Ghetto boy said it best. My mind's playing tricks on me, fam. Like that, that shit gets tough, you know, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And when I moved back and after I finally kind of got settled in and everything, uh, it took me a while. It took me a while to go and do this because, again... I was just I was just riding the rails, man. I was holding on for dear life. I'm going through all these huge mood swings and I'm going to music festivals and and what's crazy is and uh you know, luckily this year like I I can I can say I'm I'm I've been sober off of uh like hard or recreational drugs, you know, minus weed here and there very very rarely. Uh, most of this year, and and a lot of that has been just such a lifestyle change, and and COVID canceling all the the things that you know I might be prone to maybe pop a molly and go enjoy, right? Uh, but also for me, it's like binge drinking, and so you know, think about how fucking crazy this is. Okay, I'm already my brain is already like going up, 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 up when I'm getting manic around the time that I'm starting to pack my bags and travel and go to Coachella or hang out or Lollapalooza or you know, I, I've got this like wedding coming up, so now all my friends are going to be in town, and now I'm really excited, and so like my brain and my emotions are just up. It's just up, 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 up. And then I add in vodka and Red Bull, which I drink when I want to turn up, which is an upper and a downer. But basically, I drink so much fucking Red Bull that you can just put it into my veins and probably it's going to look the same color. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's just like I drink. I love I, I and, and it's it's so weird because I don't even I really won't drink red. I don't drink Red Bull regularly. I don't drink it if I need a boost or something like that. And I'm just, you know, just like tired at 4 p.m. on a Wednesday. Like I just, I, I only like to drink it with vodka, with Ciroc, with Ciroc boy. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, that can get really dangerous. And then you add in something like MDMA, which is just pure serotonin to your brain. You want to talk about a come down of getting back after a trip like that or after a show or and you're fucking you know you've been drinking alcohol you're just tired you're sleep deprived and all the fun has stopped all your friends have gone back home and if you don't feel good about the situation that you're coming back to that can really be a really dark place that can really fuck you up and that can be something that you might not get out of bed for a week I've been there okay and now listen I am a big live music fan I love festivals. I love shows. It's not to say that every single time I go, 
it's like that. You know what I mean? Like I, I can definitely go and I, I'm not somebody that needs that to enjoy the show and dance. I can definitely do that stuff sober or with a couple white claws or something like that. You know what I mean? And and for me, you know, I I, I kind of had to get to that point. You know, at first it was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to get a dance. This is kind of weird. I don't know. But like after a while, you know, I'm such an OG with it. I'm just going to flex on it for a minute and just be real about it. But like I, I've been to so much that now it's like it's a different experience for me and I can experience it without that stuff and still have just as, you know, uh, maybe just as much fun. Okay, let's be honest. But like, for the most part, I can really go and enjoy that stuff. And I have. And and at some point, like in 2018, 2019, that kind of changed for me. That perspective kind of changed for me where it was like, hey, you know what? I don't, I don't need to do all this shit like four days in a row. Maybe I'll have one day that I turn up and I'm just a little bit more on guard with myself and cautious. But like, I'm, I'm not going to do that to myself four days straight because that's just a recipe for fucking disaster. Okay. That, that's awful. And, um, you know, as time has gone on, I've gotten to that place where where now you know if I if I if I want to go to something I I don't even I don't even need that to have a good time, um, but it it's just like it took me time to get there, and I'm 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 breaking all that down because what I'm saying is like in the midst of moving back, not having a direction, being extremely overweight, more than I've ever been in my life. When I when I hit 230, I have a picture from uh, January 1st, 2019, and I'm 230, and I'm like a fat 230. Like right now, I'm like 222, and I'm like fucking muscle 222, okay? But like I'm looking at this picture from January 1st, 2019, and it's just like fat goo 230. And the look on my face is like, no, you know? I literally took a picture like that because I'm like, no. And then I went on through 2019 and the first half of 2020 and I thought I was making changes and like getting serious about it, but I really wasn't. And uh, I continued to ride those waves. I continued to have things that were making me go, what the fuck is going on? Because I literally feel like vibrations and I feel this this intense energy coming over me and I don't understand it. And it feels like goosebumps coming on sometimes, you know, when it's really, really strong and I really have a manic episode that I'm like in the middle of, like it's a physical feeling guys. And then I would, I would suffer these big bouts of depression where literally my depression looks like I can't get out. I don't want to get out of bed. I just want to binge eat junk food and stuff that's going to, that I think is going to make me feel good because I'm so compulsive that I can't tell myself no and respect that answer. And so then I'll, you know, say, okay, I'm, I'm going to, today's the day that I get back on track. And then, you know, what do you know? I'm at fucking B-dubs or I'm at Five Guys or I'm at Chick-fil-A and I'm just going nuts. All right. I'm talking like, 2,000 calories in a fucking lunch, like nuts, okay, and then, you know, it, it gets to the point where I don't want to, I don't want anybody to see me, because I don't, I'm like, I don't want anybody to see me like this, because I don't want them to be, con- I don't want you to be concerned for me, I don't want you to be like, I'm worried about you, I'm worried about you, and you know what, maybe sometimes you should be, but like, I'm gonna be fine, I'm gonna be fucking fine, all right, I'll, I'll, I will bounce back. I always have, and I always will. And and you know what? Like sometime over the course of the last two years, I kind of forgot that, and I kind of didn't know if I was going to be able to bounce back. Like I had made this decision standing on the Golden Gate Bridge that I was determined to bounce back mid-2018, beginning, you know, May 2018. 
But then it took me a couple years to finally like get my arms around this stuff and just be honest with myself and just and just be honest with myself and and really just own the stuff and stop believing my bullshit. And finally, at some point, you know, things started to kind of work out for me and, and I got linked up with the radio station and sold a couple sponsorships and that was going well. But it really just I wasn't I wasn't happy doing it. Like there were some days where I was like, yeah, that was a really great show. But then other ones I'd be like, this fucking sucks. And I remember I remember being like at some point I was like I cannot do this anymore I cannot try to make it through another fucking year that I've just had or the last two years that I've just had where I'm just trying to guess what the next week is going to be like I, I get really excited about something I, I, I spend a lot of time doing something I obsess over something and then the next week I, I want nothing to do with it or I just like I can't physically bring myself to do the work, like I can, I can do all the little things that I think are gonna put me in the workflow. You know, light my apple cinnamon candle and like do all these to go to the gym in the morning, like all that shit. But sometimes I sit there and I'm just like, I, I just, I can't do it. Like I don't want to do it. I can't do it. Uh, I'm not getting anything done, and it's just awful. And then you start, you know, that that like that that snowballs into feeling like more shit because it's like, wow, you piece of shit, do some fucking work today. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what, you just got to be gentle to yourself. You got to be kind with yourself. But like, you don't, those are things that you're don't, you're not thinking about when you're in the middle of it. And at some point I just, I was like, I've had enough. I've had enough. I'm tired of guessing. I had been researching bipolar and I had been kind of talking about some of this stuff with people, um, medical professionals, and uh, somebody recommended, hey, you you know, have you ever been uh, tested for bipolar? And I was like, no, I never have. Um, you know, and, and I was like anybody else that thought, you know, if you're bipolar, like, you, that, that means you're like fucking crazy, right? I don't know what bipolar means. It's just like unpredictable or like moody or like Kanye. Like, I don't fucking know, you know? It's like... And, 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 uh, you know, I, I don't think that that's, uh, <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just, I think a knee jerk reaction for a lot of people. And it certainly was for me. And, and I fought it, you know, at the, at, at first I was like, nah, 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 that's not, you know, like I would have known by now, you know what I mean? But really guys, the thing is a lot of times this goes undiagnosed until like 25 years old. I mean, for some people, for, for a lot of people, uh, it's it's not something that you just know as you're young or adolescent. I mean, unless it's like really, really um, like strong or, or bad, I guess. Um, not that it's bad to have it, but just like, you know what I mean? You know, you guys know what I fucking mean. So I was like, well, shit, you know, I'm 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 like 26, 27 at this point, And I'm thinking maybe this is it, you know, I keep reading all this stuff on WebMD, and kind of going through these, you know, and and talking about this stuff, and I've always known that I've kind of been prone to depression, but I've never, ever talked to anybody that's like, yeah, I I have manic episodes, I'm like, I don't know what that is, I don't know what that means, I don't know what that feels like, you know, but then I start to think about all the stuff that I'm reading, and I'm like, whoa, oh, shit, Oh fuck! Oh, that's some real talk right there. Okay, maybe we should. Uh, maybe we should kind of. I don't know, man. Like maybe we should kind of, you know, get tested. Maybe we should go ahead and get tested. And it took me some time to work up the courage because it's like, it's like walking down a hallway and 
opening up a door and you're you, you think you know what's on the other side, but if you open up that door, then you're going to know for sure. You're going to know for sure. And sometimes just confirming our worst fears is like one of our worst fears, right? It's like, oh no, I, I hope. And some people, they would rather live in like the shadows and not know, but I'm like, fuck that. I need that clarity. Like for me, if I, if I know, then I can be like, okay, all right, finally. Like we, I don't have to guess about it anymore. I don't have to read stuff and stay up until 2 a.m. reading articles and stuff and be like, maybe this is me. Okay, time for bed. And then wake up the next day and just like forget about it. You know what I mean? Like that does me no good. That does uh, my my friends and my uh, loved ones no good. Um, anybody that I'm, I'm in service to, no good. So like, just be honest with yourself, Benny T. I'm like, all right, all right, fuck. So it took me a little bit of time to work up the courage to go and, and get tested, but eventually I, you know, got uh, scheduled to do it, and there's only like a couple places in Louisville that, that uh, you know, do it, and it is pricey. I mean, it was like 1500 bucks, and it took all day. It took all day, and I went, and and that's like uh, you know, for a lot of people, like I'm I'm lucky that I come from uh, a family that that they can do that for me. When I I didn't have insurance at, at the time, like I still don't have insurance. You know what I mean? Like, there's levels to this shit. Okay, eventually I'm gonna get it, but right now I don't. You know, I, I'm on uh, Medicaid, you know, or Medicare, whatever. One for I don't know. Um, yeah, man, I just paid out of pocket for it, and uh, uh, you know, I'm lucky that. Uh, my family loves me enough to foot that bill for me, you know, at 27 years old, because uh, I, I just, you know, I just needed to know. I needed to know, and I sat there all day, and this is summer of 2019, and, you know, you go through, like, the, the test is, it's, it's, there's written parts of it, uh, there's verbal parts of it, there's, like, memory parts of it, um, you know, it's, like, nine, ten, I don't even know how many exercises that you do all day long. And you're evaluated by by a professional, and uh, at the end, they read their findings, and they tell you, and they make their diagnosis. And I sat there, it was mid-July 2019, and listened to this this guy tell me, yeah, uh, I'm diagnosing you as bipolar type 1, um, you know, and, and there's a difference between bipolar 1 and bipolar 2. Mainly, the difference is... The severity of the manic episodes. Bipolar 1, you can have full-blown manic episodes followed by major clinical depression. And bipolar 2, you get the depression and you might um, you might experience mania from time to time. You might experience what uh, is called hypomania, which is not a fully-blown manic episode, but um, just kind of like uh, right there on the fringe of it. And experience and, and uh, some of those symptoms and, and display those behaviors. And I'll talk about, you know, in this episode what those look like for me. Um, but it, 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 it definitely is more focused on the depression aspect of it rather than like going up, up, up. And you know what? I'm not a medical professional and I probably just mischaracterized that. And I, I you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of like half reading off of fucking uh, healthline.com and like, the, the the main difference is bipolar one you you have full blown manic episodes, and that's what I go through, and uh, it's it's it sucks you know sometimes it, it really does. Um, but I and and I I'll be honest like at the time I already wasn't really in a good place. Uh, it was 
the summer, so the content on the radio show is just like dry, stale. There's nothing going on in July, man. July for radio, sports radio, is like the worst fucking time. It's when everybody goes on vacation because there's literally just nothing going on. And I remember leaving that place, and I mean, I I think I had been there from like 9 a.m., to probably like 2 p.m., 2.30, and my show was at 4, so I got to get over and, and get ready and everything like that, and I really was, I felt in the moment like this guy just gave me a fucking death sentence. For real. This guy just just like confirmed it for me, and I felt like that day, it was almost like somebody was reading my palm, uh, but with like accuracy you know what I mean like this isn't just like some lady in a fucking hippie dress telling me that I'm gonna you know have like great luck in my future or something like that like this guy is telling me hey you've got these brain chemistry issues that are gonna make you go really really high and really really low and if it goes untreated because you're so impulsive and because you're so compulsive uh, with your decision making as you've explained and I was very raw and honest with him um, then, then, then the concern for you to maybe, um, and especially if I'm somebody that's dangling my feet off the ledge, not that I did that, I went that far, but like if I'm looking over the ledge enough times, you know, uh, an, an impulsive person is going to just be like, fuck it, I'm gone. And then that's it. And, and, you know, it's crazy. Like I, I've seen enough, um, you know, there's one about uh, a guy named Kevin Hines that did jump off the Golden Gate Bridge, and he said as soon as he jumped off, he survived, he lived. I mean, he was badly injured, uh, had to go to the hospital and get skin grafts and broke you know, all kinds of fucking bones, and literally a seal, <laughs> this is crazy, but a seal that was in the bay saw his body hit and carried him to safety, and he fucking lived. And he said that the thing that instantly went through his mind as soon as he as soon as he left the ledge was regret. I didn't I thought I wanted this. I thought I wanted to do this and and I instantly regret this. And please if there's a god out there, let me live through this because this is not actually what I want. You know, and a lot of people I think probably go through that where they're so convinced that things are never going to get better and they feel so hopeless and worthless and I've been there so many times, man. And it's like you feel that, but that is that that you can move past that. You can move beyond that, and and there is <laughs> there is life that that can exist beyond that feeling, you know. And it's possible for you, and that's that's what you just you, you gotta believe. I do is that it's possible for you. It's possible for me, you know. Nobody out there is is so far gone that you're not worth saving or that you can't be saved or that you can't save yourself, emancipate yourself, you know? Remember that. That's real shit. And I I was just, I didn't know if I should go on air. I really struggled with that. I really struggled with that. That day, it was like, damn, like, okay, I I thought that this was happening and now, now I know for sure. And, and like, it wasn't all bad. I definitely had, a, like, a wave of, of just, like, clarity and just, like, relief, honestly, I think was a big thing for me that I felt that day was relief. It's just like, oh, okay, thank you. Like, now I don't have to fucking wonder about this or guess about this anymore. 
And I really struggled with the decision and was wrestling with it because I obviously, you know, I would <laughs> for an hour or two hours of sports content uh, just by myself, no producer, no co-host, no nothing. Uh, and if I didn't have guests, then it was just like red light goes on, fill an hour, be interesting, be good, don't be boring or suck. And that's tough. That's hard. Uh, and I did it. You know what? And I and and and, and I I think I was pretty okay at it you know I definitely had some days where it was like that's a good fucking show definitely had some other days where it was like god please do not fucking say another word about this topic I'm I'm done listening to you all right it's it's good to keep a balance right uh but because I didn't have the time to prepare anything that day I'm like maybe I should just go in and literally just be like you know I'm, I'm literally gonna get here almost as soon as the show goes on air no time to prepare. Maybe I should just be honest and just be like, hey, guys, uh, I don't have a sports show today. The reason that I don't is because I just went and got tested for bipolar. And guess what? Bing, 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 bing. We got a winner. We got a winner over here. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about that for an hour. But I didn't do that. I didn't do that because, A, I wasn't ready yet. I I, I didn't, you know, not it, – it, it really, like – it. It's no one's business. It really isn't. Your your mental struggles that you go through, if you want to keep those private, you know, I think it I think it is good to share. But if you don't want to get on a podcast and share that with the world or social media, that's your right. You know, and you and and you shouldn't be outed. You should be able to say that stuff and share that stuff on your own terms. And everybody has that right. And I wasn't gonna go on to a sports show where, where like, like let's be honest, guys that listen because it's mostly guys that listen to sports radio, and mostly probably like I don't know, 90%. It's probably fucking higher, but everybody is listening, thinking they could do the job better than you. You know, it's like, what the fuck does this guy know? You know, and I think that's like wrapped up in the male ego. And it's like, I played sports or I did this or I watch way more fucking wrestling than you. And it's like, I know more, you know, and guys beat their chest about that. But like, I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in like getting it right and and like focusing on the important stuff, you know, that matters. Sports, yeah, they're fun, they're entertaining, but like there's bigger things that interest me that I think I serve a bigger purpose and, and fill a bigger role for. Um, and I'm certainly gonna carve that out for myself as we continue to move forward than just talking about, you know, maybe some baseball bullshit in mid-July, you know, but I didn't do that. Um, and I was, you know, I was scared. I was scared about... Uh, I was scared that the the that the guys that listened to the show, and uh, guys that maybe didn't listen to the show but that would once somebody sent it and was like, "Hey, listen to this," you know, I I was scared that those people would weaponize that against me, and it's still something that I fear, you know, um, it, and it is it is it it is it really is something that I'm still like, man, I I don't want anybody to to think about me differently or treat me differently or think that they can't do certain things around me or say certain things around me or, or that like they're off put by any of this stuff and like you know what maybe some people will be it'll probably be a very few people but like fuck them man let them walk like they don't deserve to be in your life anyways if they can, if they don't want the real you that's this is like the real me dude this is real talk 
you know, and I got a commitment to the truth. I got to keep it real. So I can't come on this podcast just like Dak Shepard couldn't go on his podcast and be like, yeah, everything's honky dory, 16 years sober, hey, you know, and lie and gaslight people in his life and be like, yeah, I, I just suffered this relapse. So I, 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 but you know what? And I and I finally got to that point. And I finally got to that point. So I did. I didn't share it that day, and I I just I didn't share it hardly with anybody at all. But over since I've had that diagnosis, and and since I've had some time to just be at peace with it, and just kind of wrap my arms around it and own it, and not feel like it is something that is sh- I should feel ashamed of, or any of the things that I've done while I'm been manic or or said while I'm manic or said or done while I'm depressed and not feeling good about myself and acting and and like that kind of depression is manifesting itself in in the things that I'm doing um at that at during that those times that's also not something that I I want to feel shame over you know uh because I certainly have regrets and there's certainly embarrassing or shameful moments along the way but like name a fucking person who doesn't have those moments so for me to not come on here and talk about that well it just doesn't help anybody it doesn't help anybody at all you know because I would I I love to go on the sports show and just be, you know, Benny T, the guy that's always in a good mood and, you know, is like going to find the positive in a situation and a lot of times like that that is how I am. You know, I'm a glue guy and, and I'm a baller and I'm a captain, goddammit. But I, I I also have this other side of me, you know? And and so like owning that has been therapeutic for me. It's it's been really um just fucking liberating. And finally, 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 um, you know, after that, it's still, you know, it's, 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 that's, that's over a year and a half ago, you know, cause now we're at the end of 2020. So even to get from that point of being like, okay, I'm bipolar. I don't have to question this anymore or live in the dark about it. And then getting to a point where it's like I'm at peace with that and I can talk about it with with a very, uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking like my brother, my best friend, uh, my mom, my sister, and outside of that, maybe one or two other best friends, but that's it. You know, I wasn't sharing that. I, 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 just, I just wasn't sharing that, right? But I just thought, you know what, like, I have this semicolon tattooed on my wrist and, and I'm always felt this purpose to help other people and um I can't do that if I'm not honest about this and I don't own it and I'm not vulnerable about it and just open up about it and just I'm just a thousand percent raw about it and so finally I tried to go through the ups and downs and manage it and I thought maybe you know what hey um, because guys, I'm, I, I, I was really scared about starting medication. The, the thought of medication, uh, when you start to read about, uh, the antipsychotic drugs that they give you for bipolar to help the, the, the fucking things in your brain that need to be regulated, there's all kinds of symptoms about fucking, um, weight gain and all I mean just like that, that honestly that's because that's the only one that I can remember that tells you how big of a, a fear that is for me to, to gain weight okay and like not be okay with my body that is that's like the only one that I after weight gain I'm just like nope I'm out I can't read the rest of these I'm like fuck that dude so uh I and I was scared you know and I and I like also like I don't you know 
the thing about being manic is um, sometimes I love it. Like sometimes it feels really good when I don't need that much sleep. I can bounce back and I'm just like full of energy and it's like it can be chaotic energy, but it's almost like controlled chaos, you know? And when I harness that, I tap into it, I, I can really go pretty far with it. Uh, but I end up exhausting myself and, and, and like, like I said, you're just like one small fuck up away from that blowing up into this potentially big disaster. And who wants that? I don't, I don't want to have to be cleaning up messes, you know, uh, later on and covering my own tracks from stuff. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't, I don't know. Do I want to lose this? Like if I take these drugs is it going to make me feel different? Am I going Am I going to experience things? Because, like, I'll be honest, um, you know, my my perception of people taking drugs for, for the, you know, bipolar or any kind of a, um, you know, kind of a schizophrenia or, or psychosis or anything like that is, like, they're going to give me lithium and I'm going to be, like, Tony Soprano's kid when he took it and is listening to Nirvana and, like, no emotion, just, like, a gray state. You know, I don't I don't want to live like that. I don't have any business living like that because I, I want to be able to feel things, you know, feel happiness, feel sorrow. You know, sometimes it is nice to check in with yourself and just enjoy a moment of temporary sadness and just be like, this is nice, you know, and then just move on, move past it. And that's really good for people. So, like, I didn't want to lose that stuff and I was scared about the side effects and I was scared about it making me a different person or, or like and and just like the unknown you know just you just don't know what's going to happen or what it's going to be like um but at some point I I finally I finally reached the point where I couldn't convince myself any longer that I was going to be able to white knuckle this any anymore and just kind of do what I had been doing for 28 years at this point because where has it gotten me like yeah it's it's gotten me really far in some regards, but I also feel like sometimes when, when I say that my life lacks consistency, that means I feel like sometimes I take, you know, three steps forward and five steps back. You know, that's the type of progress that I make. So I can, I can go really far and I might be able to keep it all together for a while, but eventually I'm going to revert. It's going to reverse. And then I, I, I'm having to dig myself out of, you know, a hole. And I'm just tired of that. I don't want to stunt my progress anymore. I don't want to have these self-defeating behaviors that I don't have a lot of control over. Or, or, or if there's a way to better manage them and I'm not doing that, I'm choosing, I'm choosing to not do that, then that is a decision that I, I am not okay with. You know, I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to um, operate in a, in a, just a, a trend that is like, up, 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 up on a graph in a very good way rather than up, down, up, down, up, way down, way, way up, way, way down. Fucking, because who knows where you're going to end up, you know? It's just, who knows where you'll be? I, I, I can't, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So finally, 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 um, the therapist that I'm seeing now, um, you know, we've been managing my ADHD. I've, I was diagnosed with ADHD is a, a young fucking kid and my poor parents, my poor fucking parents, man. I swear to God. Uh, yeah, we're, you know, I take Adderall for ADHD because I, I am very uh, attention deficit hyperactive disorder. Like I, I am, you know, I, I'm just like, 
a human bouncing ball sometimes, you know? Um, but, but also, you know, and once I got back on medication, you know, I was doing, I was doing a lot better. Like I got back on medication. It's, it's, <laughs> it's no guys, it's no fucking coincidence that like all of these things are happening. All of these things in the last seven months are happening because I've gotten very serious and very honest with myself and finally have like taken the steps or created a plan in order to take the steps to fix this stuff or to better manage this stuff. Not that you're ever truly fixed. Um, life is a continuous, like you're, you're constantly fixing stuff and putting out fires and, and getting better and improving, but like we can never truly be perfect. But if we attempt and we strive for that, even though we might fail and fall short, coming that close to it is, is, is still pretty fucking good, okay? So remember that. Um, but like I finally reached that point where I'm like, I need to... I need to go ahead and 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 get some medication. At least have this discussion with my therapist because the last six seven months have been great, and the Adderall is really helping me. Because for for a while there, 2018 19, I was off everything. I no meds at all, you know, and I just couldn't get shit done. And so I was like, okay, now I have a direction. I'm gonna, you know, uh, put out this episode. Allow me to reintroduce myself. And I, I have like a, a purpose now. I have a goal that I'm going for and I got people to prove wrong, which, which also really fucking helps me. You know, I fucking love that. That motivates me probably than like the feeling good part of like just feeling like, oh, I, I've, I've, I've accomplished something and uh, I should be proud of myself and happy for myself. Like, no, no, that, that's true. But like the thought of proving people wrong and making people eat their words and making them look fucking stupid. I love that part of it. I love, I love that part of it. Proving doubters wrong. That, that motivates me. Um, and uh, yeah, man, I was finally just like, dude, last six, seven months have been great, but I need something that's going to help me maintain consistency. I need something that is going to um, you know, help me not get so high or low. So what do you, you know, what do you recommend? And we had that discussion and he prescribed me with something called, uh, uh, hang on one second. Lamotrigine. And I hope I'm saying that right. I don't know shit. You know what I mean? Like I just started taking it. Right. Um, but it's an anti-convulsant. So people, it, um, you know, they're, people take it to help with seizures, but there's also been a lot of research on people with bipolar that that uh, experience these mood swings that have really had positive experiences. It not so much like treating mania, um, but delaying the amount of time you know between mood swings. And like he said, is basically like putting a governor on a car or or a golf cart. You know, like you're not gonna get way up and you're not gonna get way low, but you'll shorten the range that you kind of swing between. And and that's that's great for me. And there's no, there are none of the side effects that some of the other medicines that people take, um, you know, either mood stabilizers or the antipsychotics um, or antidepressants, whatever you want to call them, none of those kind of symptoms. Um, and I'm like, great. So it's not going to make me gain weight and it's going to help me maintain consistency yeah, let's try it. Let's try it. Let's fucking try it. And that's where I am. And that's the point that that I, I shared 
on uh, social media on Monday was just that like, hey, I am, you know, after I'll, I'll just I'll just go ahead and read it. After 28 years of exhausting myself trying to manage the symptoms and extreme mood swings of bipolar disorder, I'm starting new meds and we're going to see it how it goes. So today marks a new chapter for me. I've never taken meds for bipolar before. I've been on Adderall since childhood to treat ADHD, but I didn't get tested or diagnosed for bipolar until the summer of 2019 at age 27. Talk about clarity, Jesus fucking Christ, all right? There's a ton of misperceptions about what being bipolar means slash looks like. For those of you that have never had a friend or a family member or a colleague open up about their experience with it, people just tend to think that it means you're crazy. Not true. For me, consistency is a constant struggle. In my mood, in my work, in my productivity, my relationships, my daily habits, diet, I could go on and on and on. And so it fucking goes, the ups and downs of life. And the most frustrating thing is that there's no predictability to it. A few chill weeks can suddenly turn into a manic episode in which I'm holding on for dear life and hoping that I don't say or do something reckless enough to have severe, lasting consequences. I've said this before. I tweeted this uh, months ago. Mania is a tornado. One little thing said or done in what feels like just a fucking fleeting throwaway moment. You don't even think about it. You, you speak without consequence, right? Uh, but that's not actually what's happening because these little throwaway moments can snowball into a pretty epic fuck up, i.e. my Kobe tweet, the tin roof slash barstool incident, Derby 17 in which I cracked my tooth and got ghosted and, and it was like a whole big thing, ran a mini marathon and then got blackout drunk and cracked my fucking tooth and now I got veneers and I got this beautiful smile but I had to eat shit for like two years. Uh, it was fucking story for another day, but I could do, I could literally do this all day, those are like three off the top of my head, but like, I, I could seriously sit here and list so many more, my manic episodes most often look like hyperactivity, hypersexuality, being a fucking slut, okay, uh, not anymore, I got a girlfriend, but like, porn, I mean, I, I, I'm a porn addict, like, I'll just be honest about it, like, uh, I go through really big bouts where I'm just like I I I cannot stop I cannot stop looking at porn and and uh, you know everything that comes with that and and that's like that hypersexuality or or or, or making risky um, sexual decisions I mean there's tin roof right there man there, I mean that that's that's literally it you know what I mean and, and it's like you just don't even you, you, to you you're just like to me I'm just like whatever fuck it like I don't give a fuck like yeah I'm gonna fucking fuck this like why not. You know, but the, but that's, that's you know, it, look, there's better ways to live, all right? There's better ways to live. Moving on. Extreme excitability and impulsiveness. Yeah, sometimes I'm, I'm just like the happiest person in the world, um, and the impulsiveness is like just, I mean, I'll tell myself no, and then boom. It's like the first time that someone hands me something, the first time I drive past a Chick-fil-A or a place that I want to eat, I'm just like, oh, fuck, I have no control over this. You know, that that's that's tough. Risky, reckless behavior, decreased need for sleep. Dude, sometimes during manic phases, I, I shit you not, I mean, I, can, I, I can't turn off. That's what it is. I literally 
cannot turn off my brain, turn off my body. I'm, I'm, I've got racing thoughts that keep me up. I'll put my phone down. It's 2 a.m. And I'll say to myself, I'm going to sleep. That's it. No more looking at the phone. I'll lay there staring at the ceiling for 10 minutes. I'll have another thought that comes to mind. Ooh, I want to look at that. Ooh, I want to write that down. Ooh, wait, what was that again? I got to look that up. And then you're fucking on your phone for 30 minutes. You put it back down. You're like, okay, that's it. That's it. That's it. And then maybe I'm like, oh, wait a second. I kind of want to watch porn. Then I'll fucking watch it, you know? And then it's like 30 minutes later. And then, like, you know, then it's like 3.30 a.m. I can't even fucking talk. Like, you know, it's like 3.30 a.m. And you're like, okay, that's it. That's it. I got to go to bed. And then finally you might fall asleep if you're lucky. But I'm able to get up the very next day, same time, normal time, and just be as, as productive as I was the day before. Like, it does not slow me down at all. And the decreased need for sleep thing is like, eventually that does catch up to you and you're fucking exhausted. But when you're in the middle of it, I just, I don't need that much sleep. And it's because I'm, I'm just like the energizer bunny. I can't, I can't turn off. I don't want to turn off. And, uh, you know, that, 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 that's where, you know, sometimes that manifests itself into your decisions because you're not thinking clearly, you're tired, you're fucking fatigued. You know, it's like, oh, this probably isn't a good idea, but like that, thought doesn't come into your mind because your mind's so fucking tired trying to process everything else in the process. So, um, racing thoughts, rapid speech, grandiosity, you know, these thoughts of becoming like, I, I truly believe that I, I, I can, I have the potential to become something great. I think all of us do. I think all of us do. Um, but I think, um, Sometimes that that I am invincible, that this is the greatest idea ever, that I go off on this tangent and it, it's this big grand idea in these big broad strokes and it sounds like a good idea, but then I've got somebody that is like trying to actually like make me kind of like, um, you know, think it out and, and like be serious about like, okay, well that, that sounds great. But like, now let's like, let's, let's talk about, uh, the reality of that. Like, how's it going to work? I'm like, what's it going to be like? And then I'm like, Oh, fucking hater. You know, it's like, I don't want, like, don't bring me down right now. You know, like, I don't want to think about that stuff. Just like, let me keep churning out good ideas. Right. I'm an idea guy. I'm a pitch man. Right. So, uh, yeah, that grandiosity can lead you to believe that, you you are invincible and that you are untouchable and that you can just say whatever you want and pull any bitch you want and do whatever you want and and that's like that's you're believing your own bullshit at that point and then also unpredictable irritability sometimes i i'm just like little things really really will bug me like it'll it, and it's as simple as like the tv being on which i normally am able to like kind of work with with a tv really low but sometimes I'm just like, God, shut the fuck up, you know, and I'll turn off the TV really like, like click the remote really hard. I'm like, yeah, fuck you, TV. You know, it's like, and with other people, sometimes it's like, hey, listen, I'm working right now. Please don't bother me. I like the sound sometimes of my phone pinging pisses me off, you know, and it's, it's not, it, it's not their fault. You know, they're just like. And that's like the, the the unpredictability of it is like you don't know what mood I'm going to be in. I don't know what mood I'm going to be in sometimes. So people that think that they're just like, you know, you know, I'll be like texting with, with, with uh, you know, a friend or my girlfriend or something. But then I'm like trying to focus on something else. And because it's so hard for me sometimes to focus and channel that energy into what I'm trying to do because I am fucking ADHD and I'm a million places at once sometimes. Um, I, I'm just like, dude, I, I can't, 
I can't be distracted by that right now. Whatever it is, it's going to have to wait because I know how difficult it is to achieve workflow for me sometimes. And so if something pulls me out of that, then I get really upset about it, you know? And I'm like, God damn it. Like, just because I know how hard it is going to be to try and, and, and like get back to what I was working on or like where I was at in it mentally. Um, and that's the, you know, racing thoughts is like, you'll have a good idea, like, but they're fleeting, you know? And then if, if you get distracted or something else comes up, then you're like, wait, what was I just thinking about? Fuck. And like, that's a frustrating thing. So like, I think, you know, by and large, I think I'm talking about a lot of things that people that, that you probably deal with, that other people deal with that aren't, that, that, that doesn't mean you're bipolar. Um, it doesn't make you bipolar. Um, but like eventually when you are, those things can make you really irritable, you know, like super irritable. And it's like, I don't want to talk to anybody right now. I don't want to be fucking bothered. Please don't text me. Don't tweet me. Don't do anything because I need to focus right now. And, 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 and then just like other little things, you know, sometimes like standing in line at Walgreens, okay, and when someone is, like, being overly kind of, like, nice, I'm just like, god damn it, just shut the fuck up and get out of the way and, and get on with your fucking merry day, like, go whistle down the street, you know what I mean, it's like, but, like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be that, because when I'm, when I'm feeling happy, I want that to rub off on other people. But sometimes if I'm irritable, then like somebody else being happy in 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 front of me in my current mood, I'm just like, God damn it. Like, God, just like not right now. All right. Just like, no, no. You know, it's like because I'm not happy at that point, you know, and, and if I can't if I'm not happy with myself, then it's hard for me to be happy with other people. And um, yeah, that that's a part of it. So like I've, I'm obviously expanding on a lot of uh, the stuff that I, that, you know, just kind of those bullet points, but like, I, I just, that's, hey, that's why, that, this is the place to do it, you know what I mean? So I'm going to continue here. It's wild though, because oftentimes, mania can feel great, it does, it feels fucking great sometimes. When I harness my manic energy for creative purposes and productivity, it's off the charts. No one can even come close. Sleep, don't need it. Food, maybe later. Quit, fuck you, okay? But what happens is oftentimes also my perceived superpower and the thing that I convince myself I need in order to have an edge and be successful ends up being the same thing that trips me up and brings it all crashing the fuck down fast without warning. And that's what's so tricky about being bipolar is like I'll feel like, you know, I can't miss sometimes. And a lot of the times like, I'm not, and I don't, and, uh, you know, that that's great, and, like, I'm super locked in, and it's like, I'm flirting with, like, throwing a perfect game, you know what I mean, and it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm right there, and, and if I can just, like, harness this and, and be consistent with this, like, it, 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 it's gonna be incredible what I'm able to accomplish for myself, and the things that I'm trying to do, but a lot of times, when you are, flirting with that perfect game or leaning on the ledge or whatever fucking, uh, you know, thing you want to like use, like that one misstep, that one overdose on confidence that can come at any time. That's where me believing my own bullshit can really fuck me up and has, and then it all comes crashing down and I go swinging like a pendulum, the lows, the guilt, 
the shame, binge eating, worthlessness, binge drinking, depression, drug use, sex, um, risky sex, like that kind of shit. <laughs> There's a saying that somebody told me, and, and I can't remember who said this to me, but it's an acronym, BOHICA, and I think it was a, I think it was somebody in the military that said this to me. Um, it might have been one of my writers, I think, now that I'm thinking about it, but BOHICA, bend over, here it comes again. You know, the ups and downs of life. Bend over, here it comes again. You know, it's like, fuck, Bohica, all right. And the depressive episodes fucking suck. And it's like being down on the mats, you know, like if you've ever wrestled, I, I did it for one year, I was not good, I had braces, I remember some kid headbutted me, literally headbutted me as soon as they blew the whistle, my fucking lip is stuck to my braces, and I just let this dude pin me because I needed to go to the bathroom and literally rip my lip off of my fucking metal braces. And I was like, okay, this was fun, but, you know, I tried it, but one year and I'm, I'm one and done, all right? Um, but, like, that that taught me, you know, like, being on the mats and, and uh, struggling, you know what I mean? That was a struggle for me. And sometimes depression is like being down on those mats and your body wants to get up. You want to get up. You're telling yourself, get up, get up, get the fuck up. But your brain's going, nah, bitch, stay down. <laughs> and it's like this, 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 this inner conflict that you're having, right? And it's, it's just fucking all kinds of fun. Okay, let me tell you about it. But, uh, yeah, sometimes you do end up staying down. I stay down. And then little things that are as basic as showering and brushing my teeth become major daily accomplishments. It's like, if I can just do this thing today, then, okay, great. Um, that's awesome. And it's sometimes hard to get through those days. So that's why doing doing the bare minimum feels like you really accomplished something rather than staying in bed and only getting out of bed for food, which I've been there plenty of times as well. Um, but what happens is when, when, I'm, when I'm down on the mats, when I'm in my bed with the curtains drawn... I'm just like obsessing over things. I have OCD too, man. I'm just all sorts of fucking fun, okay? Like AC, uh, bipolar, ADHD, OCD, um, obsessive compulsive. I have like kind of weird, you know, I used to have tics as a kid. I'm just really going all in here and just fucking going for it. But you know what? Like that's good. Uh, but obsessive compulsive disorder, you know? Sometimes I, I get really obsessive. It's like 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 my thing with like fucking JFK or Snoopy. It's like I like I obsess over that kind of stuff and then that's like those are healthy obsessions, but then there's other things, vices, what have you that you can obsess and be compulsive over which are not healthy and you try to eliminate those from your life as best as you possibly can. And I've I've done that a lot this year, but like I'll obsess over situations and I'll, I'll replay things in my head and I'll re-traumatize myself and that that's awful because I'm so fucking hard on myself and critical of myself and I feel like I'm undeserving of love, I'm unworthy of existence and it's really fucked. You know, the, the, the one thing that, I, and I just, you know, I just recently spoke with uh, one of my mentors and one of my uh, really close friends uh, who still lives out in the Bay Area and, and, and was older than me, has a family, was a couple of, like, he was my boss's boss when I was uh, working at Southern, and um, he wrote me a note one time that I still have to this fucking day, and I love them so much, and I, and I just spoke with them on the phone a couple, like, about a week ago, about a week ago, and he said, uh, be kind to yourself, 
that was it. That was the note. He, he literally just like he he gave me um, a bag tag because he knew that I love to travel, and he wrote me a note that said, "Be kind to yourself," and that stuck with me. And and I want to share something else um, that my man Tim Schladen, uh, another guy that's becoming a really good friend of mine, shared with me. Um, and I'll, I'll get to that here in a second. But like. It just just being kind to yourself and being gentle with yourself is is everything because if you're you know like we always say like we are our own worst critics and our own harshest critics right but if you do that and and maybe it it, it can sometimes work for you whatever it motivates you to keep going but also sometimes like if you don't give yourself any leeway and you don't allow yourself to be human and fuck up every once in a while then, then that's just not a healthy spot to be in, man. Like it really isn't. So that 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 stuff all I I go through that stuff and I live through that stuff and I process that stuff. And there's no predictability to those episodes and that stuff either. Sometimes it's just like I said earlier. It's it's a moment that passes. Sometimes it's days or weeks that these depression episodes last. Sometimes it spirals into a full blown self fulfilling prophecy, a never ending cycle of hopelessness, which was basically summer of seventeen to summer of twenty twenty for me. And I'm not saying that I haven't experienced happiness or joy in the last three years. I'm not. I mean, I've I've done some really cool things, met some really cool people. I've made a lot of things happen for myself, and I've had a lot of ups along the way. But the relentlessness in which I've asked myself, what's the fucking point? What's my purpose? Why am I here? Do I still want to be here? Dangling my feet off the ledge, if you will, okay? Um, that's never been more present than it has been in, you know, in the last three years. But, 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 you know, it's just like the semicolon. I, I, I could end it right there, right? But there's a but. It continues. But still I rise. Still I fight. Still, I'm still here. Just trying to figure it all out. Be something great. Become something great. Give someone else a reason to be hopeful. Help as many people as I can and not lose it all or not lose myself along the way. And you know what? You know what? Let me tell you something. I am great. I'm great today. I'm great tomorrow. And I'm great every day that I wake up and make it through another one. We all are. You are. Whoever that you know goes through this, send it to them because they need to hear that part too. I'm going to get emotional talking about that. It's like, you're worth it. You matter. And you're a fucking warrior if you make it to another day. So good shit. Don't worry about me. I'm going to be all right, all right? But just like know that. Know that. I'm going to be good. I'm going to bounce back. Because you know what? I've made it thus far for 28 years without any meds for bipolar. And while I don't expect them to be a quick fix or a magic cure, I don't, I don't expect any of this. I don't, I don't expect this stuff to go away. I don't expect myself to just become this totally different person that doesn't have to continue therapy or deal with these symptoms moving forward in my life. Like These things are always going to be present. It's just, can I better manage those things? Can I get a grip on this shit before it, it, it gets a grip and, and totally takes its toll on me? So I'm hoping that these medications, I'm, I mean, just just the one, uh, are is going to help me better manage my symptoms and achieve the consistency that my life desperately needs, guys. Not as easily triggered into mood swings, lower highs and higher lows, 
more time in between them, continuing therapy and speaking openly and honestly about this process. These are the goals I have for myself. I think they're very realistic. They're achievable. And I'm going to fucking do it. And I'm going to fucking do it. And I hope that you'll join me along this journey. Because I, I like if I don't, you know, it's like if I don't take control of this and take control of myself and own this shit and work through it and move past it and help as many people that I can along the way, you know, in being like this guinea pig, right? It's like, or, or at least opening myself up and speaking very publicly about it with, with anybody on social media, with my writers, with, with whoever, you know, um, if I'm going to do that, I, I, I have to do that because uh, there is no five years. I, I, I have no five-year plan. I have no, no, let me, let me, let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. Right now I do. Right now I, I have a very kind of detailed five-year plan and at some point maybe I'll share that with you guys. But like, uh, at least in May, you know, that's like, that's, that's, and, and that's something that I've constantly struggled with myself is because like, you know, like planning for retirement or taking care of your body when I'm younger. It's like, dude, if I cut out before the age of 40, then what the fuck do I care? You know what I mean? I'm not planning that far ahead. I've said this before kind of jokingly to people. And, uh, you know, it's like uh, with all jokes or humor or comedy, there's like a twinge of honesty to it. I don't expect myself to grow up and be an old man dying of old age at 80-something years old in my bed. I just don't think that's going to happen. And I, I, I hope, you know, I like, yeah, that would be great. That would be great. But uh, at least in my darker moments, I, I'm always just, you know, it's like one foot off the ledge. It's like one finger on the trigger. It's like, fuck it, I'll just cut out, you know. But if that's what you revert to, like, that that might end up happening. I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, you know, like, don't worry. All right, I'm good. I'm good. I do have a five-year plan, and I'm going to fucking do it, and I'm going to do it because that's that's the vibe that we're on now. That's the direction that we're racing towards, and I'm going to do it, and and I really am. Um, but these goals, uh, uh, you know, goals used to be something that I didn't really set for myself because I, 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 I didn't tend to think that far ahead, you know, because I just didn't, I didn't care for myself enough to do that, um, you know, and, and now I do, you know, like now I, I, now I do a little more, you know what I mean? So we're doing better. We're doing all right. Uh, if anybody that you know deals with any of the things that I've I've just spent almost an hour and a half talking about right here and opening up about, uh, I'd be happy to speak with them. So put us in touch. DM me. My DMs are open across all social media channels, at BennyTomp18. Hit me up. I'll keep it private. We can speak, uh, you know, however you want to do it. You know, they reach out to me. I reach out to them. You sit, I like, what, like, whatever. You know, but if you know somebody or, or you personally are dealing with this stuff, I'd be happy to talk to you um, because like I, I talk about this stuff with my writers all the time and like share this this kind of stuff. And it's like, well, why would I do it with them? Um, and if this podcast is really about helping a lot of people and, and certainly like great storytelling, I want to become like a really, truly excellent storyteller i'm a good storyteller uh but i want to become excellent you know like the fucking master of it you know um and but it, but if you know a lot of times the stories that i'm telling like i'm i'm, I'm doing that because i do get this really big 
um, that puts me in a great mood. Just like no, knowing that I helped somebody or like somebody coming back to me like a year or two later and being like, hey, you know what? You sent me this message. Like, do you remember sending me this? And I'm like, wait a second. Wait, yeah. Okay, now I do. Oh my God, yeah. I, I've sent so many of those big book long paragraph messages to people that like I forget like I honestly do but the but but those people never forget because people never forget the way you make them feel man and you need to remember that that's real talk um but I'm like dude I I will I would be happy I would be glad to speak with anybody um and and as people you know as I shared this um people responded really fucking magnificently well to it and and it was overwhelming the response that I got, um, because I you know I, I I was just like, it's just that thing, man, vulnerability. But let me finish let me finish the rest of this post. Um, I you know I, I say that I I speak very candidly about all this stuff on my podcast and with my writers because I keep coming back to this. I I've been saying this all summer, and it's literally in the show bio. How am I keeping it real by keeping this shit to myself? I'm not. I can't. I can't. I can't tell my story and 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 hope to help anybody myself included if I'm not honest about this stuff, unashamed of it. You know what I mean? It's like fuck it. Like this is fuck it. This is me. You know what I mean for better or worse. Most of the time it's good, you know? Sometimes it's bad, you know? And then I have to come back and apologize every once in a while. But you know what? That's that's life. That's life. You get humbled. You go you take some licks along the way. Um I've always believed, I, I truly have always believed this, even in like, dude, I'm talking about like, I, I have these thoughts going back in like high school and college, like these really profound, like big picture, universal, let's get the fucking people singing Kumbaya and like some of that, yeah, but like, let's, let's, let's bring the people together, let's, let's, let's get the people going, you know, like glue guy, universal, world-class fucking glue guy over here. I've always believed this, that if I can do it, you can do it. If I can go through everything that I've gone through in my life, either by my my own decisions or, or things that have fucking happened to me that have been really shitty, if I can do this and persist despite these these things, you can do it too. I believe that. Whatever you're reaching for, it's possible. For you and me both, baby, it's possible. You got to believe that. I do. I believe that. And despite my brain's best attempts to thwart my progress and throw me off course, my heart and my soul won't let me quit. Not yet. Not fucking yet, baby. We're we're far from over. I got things that I'm racing towards, a direction, goals, and a rediscovered purpose. And now that I've got my body loose and I'm running again, and I'm down 45 fucking pounds and I'm eating good and now it's an all-out sprint to the finish line and to see who meeting me there. Who meeting me there. So I'm going to pop these pills tonight and in four to six weeks come back to this thread and update it. Until then, love y'all to all my friends and my writers and the people that listen to the show. My writers, y'all ride with me if you listen to the show. If you ride with me in real life and in the Uber or you come back and you listen to this podcast, you ride with me. And I ride with you. And, and that's an important thing to remember too. Is like we ride together. So... Love y'all to those people and fuck y'all to the haters. I got nothing for you. You know what I mean? And and like I shared that and um the response was overwhelmingly positive. It it really was. It really was. And I thank you so much to you if you reached out and you sent me a note and 
if you do it after you listen to this and you make it this far, this is very, now, as if it's any fucking, like, you get to this far down and it's like, holy shit, like, you have just gone like an hour and a half bouncing all over the place and like I think most of it has has flowed and makes sense and I really have come back to like my initial train of thought maybe I've repeated myself a little bit here and there but you know what like that's I've, I told you guys like I'm going mostly off script here so like that sometimes happens and I think we've done pretty okay with it but like if as if there's any question about like kind of like the way that my brain works a million times at once it's like but but that that's what makes I think makes me great for this is because it's like I can do this and I've got the energy to do it and a lot of people don't so I'm going to use that energy and and fucking do it like I'm going to do it I'm going to do it all um and you know what thank you thank you so fucking much and I love you (laughs) I love you have you heard that lately I hope that you have because uh, if you took time out of your day to read that and and then shared something with me you know I, I had uh people sharing things like one girl said, hey, my brother was recently diagnosed, and this totally gave me a new perspective. And I'm like, hey, put us in touch. If you, if you ever want, just mention it to, to, to them and let them know. And if it is, uh, you know, just give them the information, and when he's ready, maybe maybe he'll, you know, be, be, be ready. Like, you're ready on your own terms. So just let him know. I, I'd be happy to talk to him. And, and of course, as... All of the identities on this show, I will keep it private and and respect that privilege, and and it'll just be between us. But um, you know, I'll definitely talk about like the the process of it. I just I just won't say who it is, you know. And that that's that's forever. That's forever a thing. Uh, another another person said, you know, it, it it really took me a while to figure out what I was experiencing, but I finally brought this to my doctor's attention, and now I'm getting the help that I need, and. That was really powerful. It's like, hey, we're going through this together. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I said to that person, like, to get to that point where you're finally like, okay, I think it's time to go and have this discussion. That takes a lot of courage to do that because people are, people are, I think as human beings, we're afraid sometimes to open and walk through those doors because we're not sure of what we're going to find. You know, and and the anxiousness and and like the unknown can sometimes keep us from busting through that door. But for me, it's like, well, fuck it. I got to know. I I have to know or else I don't because I just don't want to live in in this like I don't want to live and walk on eggshells with myself and be like always wondering. Like I just I need to know. And I think they say that knowledge is power. And so if you have that like certainty about yourself and assuredness, then then you can then you can really that can be powerful. That can really be powerful. And um, that you know, her sharing that with me was like, hey, you know, like kudos to you for going and getting the help you need. That's amazing. Um, lots and lots of people said, you know, wow, that's really raw. That's really brave. That's really real. That's really honest. Like very, very, very overwhelmingly positive responses to it. And, and I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm very grateful for that because I don't think that I could have shared that, um, sitting there in July, uh, you know, at the, doing the, doing the sports show. And it's just like, I, I, there's no way, there's no way I would have been able to do that. 
Um, and and again, this was something that I was like, I literally thought that this guy was reading my death sentence when I when I finally got it. But you know what? It wasn't. It was a life sentence in the best way possible because it gave me a new appreciation for life. It it was like the end of an era of like the unknown and now we're stepping into something like when Dorothy goes from black and white to Technicolor. It's like, okay, wow, I'm enlightened now. I have more knowledge and insight about myself. And so now that I have that, now how do we get better? Now how do we kind of like work to not let this become something that constantly just shoots me down and, and defeats myself and I let myself take myself out of the game. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm a captain, goddammit, and I'm gonna win the game that I'm playing. And I'm gonna compete my ass off even if I don't win. And if if I don't and I leave it all in the field, like I'll die for the game. I'll die for the game. I will leave it everything I got and I'll give it everything I got. And I'm willing to do that out of the love of the game, for the love of the game. I respect the fucking game. The game of life, man. But what I'm not going to do is take myself out of the game, you know, like and 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 keep myself from playing the game and defeat myself. Like, no, I want I, if I'm going to be beaten, I want it to be because I lost to a worthy opponent and it was competitive and I busted my ass and I played a little ball myself. I laced him up, sneakers tied, B, and uh, and I did the damn thing. You know what I mean? And if I'm not the best that day, then oh, well, so be it. Um but I can I can live with that. I can't live with taking myself out before I even get to that point. So and and that's kind of like where where I'm at. Um, but one of the people that that reached out was Tim Schladen, and Tim is a licensed clinical social worker. He is an addiction specialist, and he actually is an addict himself, and has been sober for thirty four years, and. He came on the show in August, and we had a really great conversation, and what he said at the time was that vulnerability is the birthplace of creativity, and being vulnerable is how you lead, uh, and leaders that, that lead with vulnerability are some of the greatest leaders that the world has ever seen, and he reached out after seeing this post, and he said, uh, hey, uh, you know, proud of you. One big thing to remember is this. Your chemistry doesn't define you. Your character does. However, there's going to be days that chemistry trumps character. So, attend to yourself and don't let a chemistry day become a vehicle of shame. And when needed, step up and let your character clean up any mess left by your chemistry. Which is basically saying, yeah, sometimes we're going to do and say things that we don't mean to do, that we get carried away. That, uh, you know, we just, we regret, we're, we're embarrassed of, we're not proud of, we're shameful of. But don't let that shame ruin your life. Because sometimes you really, you, you know, you, yeah, we all make our own decisions. And, and I think that there are, uh, that, that owning your decisions and, and your actions is one thing. You know, but like, it's, it's you can still own your decision and and owning your decision means that you that you're that that's that's where your character comes in because then it's like hey i said this thing and i didn't really mean it and i'm sorry i i i am fucking so sorry okay and that's when it's like yeah i made that decision to say or do whatever i did but um i wasn't i i, I really wasn't thinking in the right state of mind and and i was just 
I was manic or I was depressed or I was resentful. I was angry. I was bitter. I was petty. I was jealous. Like any of those emotions, you know, and, and there is, that's your character, you know, it, because it takes a big man or a woman to come back and own that and say those things rather than somebody that just tornadoes from one toxic situation and leaves a wake in their trail to the next and never stops to think about any kind of remorse or guilt or shame or, or any of that stuff. Um, so let your character clean up any mess left by your chemistry. And that that really hit deep with me. And I was like, thank you, Tim. That's fucking beautiful, man. Thank you so much. I love you. I literally tell this guy I love him. And, and you know, we've had like four conversations and I see him in, in the neighborhood and stuff like that. And I'm like, I told him I loved him on uh, Thanksgiving. I was running in the neighborhood and I'm like, hey, I love you. He started to pull away in his car and he's like, he stopped me. He turned around. He's like, I love you too. <laughs> it's like, fuck yeah, that's my dog. And that powered me through the rest of my run because like, that's what, like, God damn it. I get so much energy, so much positive energy pushing myself forward and, and like reaching for the things that I'm reaching for when I, when I, when I give that out and I get that back. And when people show that stuff to me, that is really where I get a lot of my energy. So that's where I'm at, man. Um, I don't want this to become the bipolar podcast. I don't want me to to just be like the bipolar guy. You know what I mean? And I think that's also why I kind of um, have been a little bit just not even forthcoming, but just just haven't talked that 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 much about it. Is because like I don't I don't want that to define me. You know what I mean? Like 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 Tim like perfect fucking. My chemistry does not define me. My character does. And the things that interest me that I want to come on and talk about and the people that I bring on, um, that stuff really defines me. You know, my actions uh, mostly define me. You know what I mean? My, my actions when I'm like in the right state of mind. Um, that stuff is what defines me. How you treat people, that's a huge part of it. You know, how you go about your business. You know, are you fucking people over and scamming people or is your business product or service something that truly aims to solve a problem or help somebody out? You know what I mean? Like it's it's one thing to just be like selling fucking insurance or something like that and that really helps people. But if you're the insurance person that's selling as many policies as you can to people that you know aren't going to be able to pay it or people that you just don't give a shit, you just need to hit a quota and you're literally just like doing a bunch of shady shit, like that's fuck you, you know? Like that there's a way to go about your business. There's a way to treat people. There's a mutual respect that 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 it's the vibes that you give out. And so how do you how do you want to be treated? You know, give out what you want to get back. So, yeah, I feel really good. I feel really good sharing all that. Um, <laughs> it is, it is honest, and it is, and it is real. And I feel like, uh, just even you know, like I'm, I'm way farther ahead na- uh, along now. Um, and I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna keep all these little things where I start to repeat myself. I'm, just, I'm gonna keep all that because it's just, it's, it's, it's. This is, these are the sessions, man. This is, this is real shit. Um. I'm much farther along now than I was seven months ago. And to be honest, I feel like I'm much farther along now than I was even even a month ago. When I put out For the Love of the Game, 
That was that was really raw. I'm like half crying, half laughing through the whole thing. And that was that was some real shit. And I feel like since I did that, I was kind of like hesitant to do it because I'm like, I don't know. Do I want people to think like I'm a bitch? Like, but I'm like, fuck it. I don't give a fuck what people think, honestly. Because if if I'm if I'm able to feel good at the end of it, and and it's 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 real shit, then then I then I really don't give a fuck. Like, if you like it, awesome. And and please keep listening. And please keep supporting me. And please keep reaching out. And if you need, sh- I got you. You know what I mean? But like. If if you don't like it, if this isn't for you, then then that's okay. Like no love lost. But I can live with that and be okay with knowing that like I I'm 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 putting forth my best work and I feel really good about it, about the work that I'm putting out and the content that I'm putting out. Uh r- rather than if I was just trying to fake it to be the fiftieth sports show in this city. You know what I mean? And 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 really wondering every day, like Oh my god, is this going to be good? Or is some idiot going to be screaming at me on the line? Is somebody going to be in my DMs talking shit? Like I, I like like that, that'll still happen cuz people are fucking haters. But like uh, like overall by and large, that's just not even something that I really spend a lot of time thinking about anymore. It really isn't. And and that's a beautiful beautiful thing. So, um yeah, I share all that. I'm just kind of like looking over any of these notes if uh if I kind of missed anything and, and I want to go back and, and read anything, I, I don't, I don't, I'm just kind of like, you know, reading through this, I think that's, I think that's pretty much it. Like that's, I'm, you know, I, I started, you know, like I said, um, I'm on this medicine. I, it's a slow ramp up phase. You take a pill for like two weeks. And then after that, you, you go up to two pills and in four to six weeks, I mean, the, the, the thing is like my guy, my therapist said that it's, it's probably people around me will notice a change long term, you know, after a couple months, will notice a change before I actually notice a change for myself. And I'll get four to six weeks down or 12 weeks down the road and be like, wow, uh, I haven't been so erratic in my mood shifts lately. Like I've been pretty consistent. And that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to go for. So, um, yeah, never taken meds before. We're gonna see how it goes. Uh, I'll I'll kind of keep you updated. But like, uh, okay, so uh, here's where I was going with this. I didn't want this. Uh, I'm I'm sharing all this stuff now, um, and and I'll share stuff about it from time to time. But like, I don't want this to just be like the bipolar podcast. And if, and you know what? Like, if that's if that's what it becomes, then I I'd be okay with that. I I really would because I'm willing to take a lot of the arrows and the heat and and I'll I'll, I'll wear that for a lot of people. Uh, because I got a lot of things that 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 need to be said, that need to be heard, and I speak for a lot of people that maybe don't have the courage or the voice, or maybe even aren't even here anymore to be able to say this stuff. Um, and I and I get really really fucking emotional thinking about that because and 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 I feel like I've got a commitment, or not a commitment, I've got a an obligation. I've got an obligation to. To the Mac Millers of the world and the Avicis of the world and 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 you know like your brother or your uncle or your aunt and like people that 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 you love that you've lost to this stuff and and maybe it's not just bipolar maybe it's just struggles with with anything man just addiction, um fucking anything, 
like, yeah, I, I, you know, I could do, I could do another two hour episode on just addiction, you know, and like how that has manifested itself in my life. And like, just the, the, I'm not addicted to any one thing. Uh, I'm addicted to it all. I'm just like a binge, like, just give me, give me anything, you know? And and a lot of time, like, like I was listening to to Dak Shepard on that podcast and he's like, people, people use drugs because they're trying and alcohol because they're trying to escape the reality. So like, what am I running from? You know, that is hard work. That's, but like, you're never going to improve your life and you're never going to feel better if you don't have those tough conversations with yourself and if you're not willing to be honest about it. And I'm, I'm willing to be honest about it in the sense, like to the scale that I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, like broadcasting it for the world to see and the world to judge. But like, if it reaches one person, if one person hears this stuff and goes, you know what? I don't I don't feel so alone anymore. Like I don't feel that shitty anymore. Like like I'm not I'm I'm not like some weird person that has all this shit that's wrong with me and and that like movies make fun of and people talk shit about like it's okay to be this way. And and I I I can be I can be this way and still be productive and still have loving relationships and still be, you know, just like be successful, you know? I can succeed despite having things that want to slow me down. It might take me a little longer. I might trip up more often along the way, but I'm going to get there and and you're going to get there and you can do it. Like you can fucking do it. If I can do it, you can do it. Shit, man. Give me a fucking break, all right? <laughs> Goddamn. All right. Um you know, I spent I spent so long talking about this and and no regrets. Like I I I think uh, you know, I I've I've had a this has been really good. This has been really good. I feel really good about it. Um, one more thing. I want to go back. Okay. Um, I want this to be, I want this show to be whatever you want it to be. You know, if you send me an email, bennytomp18 at gmail.com, or you send me a message and you say, hey, can you kind of talk about this? Like, I'd be happy to talk about topics uh, like that, you know? And the thing with the writers is, a lot of times, like we we talk about what, we, we, <laughs> dude. These people get in the car, and I ask them, "How's your day going? You know, how you feeling today? What are you doing today?" And wherever the conversation goes, it goes. And I and I don't like lead people to a certain place with agendas unless it's like an anonymous, like crazy, savage story. And then I'm just like asking questions to get the story. But I'm not like I I don't lead anybody anywhere. I just wherever people want to take it, wherever people want to go. That's where we're gonna go, uh, literally, literally. Like I'm literally driving them wherever they want to go, and and the conversation we're we're gonna go anywhere they want to go. Like it's a, it's a beautiful fucking. These things just come together really, really nicely. And the thing with like the ride, like I ride with you, you know, I ride with Benny T. It's like yeah, you literally and and physically do, you know. So yeah, we ride together, man. But um, this podcast is gonna be about a lot of different stuff. And that's why it's called real talk is just because I don't I don't know what it's going to be like uh, week in and week out. It's the stories differ. It's like a, almost like a mailbag. I never know what the week is going to be like, but I love that. You know, I, I really, truly love that. And the guests that I bring on, you know, sometimes it's like uh, people who are professionals. Sometimes it's people that I just meet and I'm like, this person has a really interesting story and I would love um, to interview them like formally and have other people listen to it because I think people could gain things from this. Um, and and then other times it's going to be like I don't, just random, random people, you know, but like 
it's always going to be real. It's always going to be honest. And it's always going to be unfiltered, you know? And I promise to give you that. I promise to fucking give you that. Because you deserve that. And i that's the kind of shit that I like. So I imagine myself, like, am I doing the show that I would want to listen to that would interest me? And it's like, yeah, yeah. Somebody that just gets on there... And it's just so real that you can't turn it off. You don't want you stay in the car at wherever you're going because you don't want to stop listening. You're just like, just like, oh, just fuck. Like, this is so good, you know? I want to do that show. That was never gonna happen doing sports. And it it it's it's gonna happen slowly. Uh, but we'll get there. But we'll get there. But we'll get there. And and I just hope that you ride with me a, a, along this journey. And uh, for those of you that have been, I appreciate the fuck out of you, and I love you. And I hope you'll continue riding with me. And uh, if you're a new person listening to the show for the first time, was good. Was popping. Hey, good to have you with us. All right. But uh, yeah, come on this journey with me. Come on this ride with me. I was gonna tell. A handful of Christmas stories to kind of substitute for the Uber stories, no, having no Uber stories. Um, but you know what? I kind of feel so good about what I just did, you know, what I just talked about for two hours, that I don't really want to take it uh, to, to these other places. So I might end up doing... Um, I don't know, maybe I'll end up doing another episode here, like a Christmas special. This was going to be the Christmas special, uh, but, you know, it's just like, I got other things that I want to go into, but um, that that's that's a different episode. That's a different vibe. Uh, that's a different vibe. So, um, I'll, I'll save some of those Christmas stories. Uh, they're not, they're, I don't know, they're probably not what you think they are. They're, they are extremely unflinching, unfiltered looks at my life and some of my experiences and my story. And that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to tell my story. And from time to time, that's going to involve some people. Uh, it might involve you. It might involve somebody that you know. Um, and people might not like that. People will feel some type of way about that. You know what I mean? But it's my story and I have a right to tell it. And I'm going to tell it. This little light of mine, baby, I'm going to let it shine. I'm going to tell my story, and I'm going to share. I'm going to share things that, that happened that are, that, that like, probably some of the people aren't proud of uh, and wish that they could take back or do differently, but you know what? Like, no love lost. It's just, it is what it is, but, but these are my stories, and these experiences shape the way that I am and, and, and like, formed the person that I've become. And I have a right to tell that story. So uh, on another day, we'll get into some of that. Uh, we went super deep on on just this alone. So I uh, hope everybody has a very Merry Christmas. I mean, I, I sincerely do. I hope that uh, you're able to spend time with your loved ones and, and your friends or your family or you see people, you FaceTime people and like that you don't feel alone because you're not. And I know the holidays are really tough for a lot of people. Uh, but, but just know that, uh, uh, you're loved, you're loved and, uh, God damn it. If, if by nobody else, then by your boy Benny T. All right. So that's what I got for you. I am out of here. I hope uh, <laughs> I've said it so many times, but I hope you have a Merry Christmas and, uh, 
enjoy the time off of work and uh, take some time to check in with yourself and, and maybe ask yourself some tough questions. So um, there's never been a bad time to ask the right questions. That's all I got. I'm out of here. I will talk to you guys next week. I am Ben Tompkins. That is Real Talk.